The man climbs up into a tree because number three, prophets normally dwell in heights. They stay in altitudes that are higher than the normal pedestrian who is just walking about. And because of the height they occupy, they can see what others don't see. They occupy heights. So if you look at it, sometimes they like to pray on mountains. They like to stand on mountain top and see what others don't see. That's the prophet. They dwell on heights. And those heights, there are three things that can take you to that height. Number one is holiness. There is a certain kind of height spiritually you can never attain until you are holy. Who shall ascend unto the hill of the Lord? He that has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not sworn, who has not lifted up his, his hands, who has not lifted up his heart unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessing of the Lord. There is a hill you cannot climb if your hands are not clean and your heart is not clean. So the prophets by holiness go up to a mountaintop. They, they dwell in heights. So you need holiness to get to that point. Another thing the prophets used to get to the heights is worship. That is why Lucifer, who occupied that height on the holy mountain of God, and the Bible said he was walking on the coals of fire. And he was on the mountain of God and wanted to exalt himself above all the stars and even God's throne. Lucifer was on that mountain because Lucifer was a worshiper. Can I hear somebody say worshiper? The prophetic moves a lot with worship. That is why even with the prophetic we see in display. You see they have to sing and minister and then they are singing and ministering and then the prophetic is flowing. You, you look at it and almost every prophetic you see operates in the same way. They, they don't operate without the music. So you notice that many of them, when they are traveling, they travel with a particular person to give them the kind of music they want. And then they have a team. Some of them will be behind the organ. Some of them are taking pictures. Some of them are shooting this and that. And that's because they are so particular in the way they do their things. So here is Zacchaeus on the top of a tree. And the man is higher than everybody else. Worship will take you there. Holiness will take you there. Prayer will take you there. Those are the three. Prayer takes you to the prayer mountain. Sorry, prayer takes you to the prophetic mountain. If you want to be on the mountain prophetic, you must be a prayerful person. Prayerless people don't occupy a prophetic mountain. You cannot. It takes prayer. Because most of the time when you are on the ground, you are very heavy. But as you are praying and praying and praying and praying, you find out that you are getting lighter and lighter and lighter. And your spirit is speaking of things. And your spirit is speaking of things. And you can see that you are assuming spiritual heights. So, he ran. He saw. He climbed the, 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 up to a height like a prophet. And the other thing about him is that the Bible said, when Jesus got there, he said, Zacchaeus, make haste and come. And verse number 6 says, and he made haste and came there and received him joyfully. Another sign of a prophet is that prophets receive Jesus Christ in a way normal people don't see him. Sorry, don't receive him. When you are prophetic, you receive Jesus in a way others don't receive him. So when people are busy rejecting him, running away from him, you receive him. Now let me tell you these people. This church is a prophetic church. Sometimes even the church can be a prophetic church. The church itself can be prophetic. I remember I came here some years ago and I came with um, um, Akosuya Buzia. 
um, um, the, uh, our former, um, our late um, prime minister, eh? the, the, the daughter. We came here from Accra. She came to visit us here. And when I entered this room with her, I was talking with her around here. I got here and I was walking to go there. And I'm, I'm talking alone. I go here and I'm talking, talking. When I turned, I go, because she was not with me. She was sitting on the stage and crying. So I got back to her. I said, Akushia, why are you crying? She said, I just saw a vision here in this room. I said, what was the vision? She said, I saw Jesus Christ in this room. And that Jesus was sitting. Now what this? She said, I saw Jesus on the stage and he was sitting down and crying. And I asked Jesus, why are you crying? He said, this town, they have rejected me. Anywhere I go in this town, this Bogatanga, this upper east, they've rejected me. This is the place they have accepted me. So normally I come here and I sit down quietly. And then when they are here, I worship with them. When they go home, I stay here. And this is where I come. Now, so Jesus can suffer rejection. The Bible said he came to his own and his own received him not. I pray that your house will be the place. Jesus, oh, today the prophet was talking about the fact that there are places angels don't want to go. But it is not only angels. It is even Jesus himself. He said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man opens, I will come to him. That means if any man does not open, I will walk away. And Jesus has walked away from so many towns because they are not prophets. And I hear his own words, and he said, Oh Chorazin and oh Capernaum, ah, if the miracles that were done in you were done somewhere else, they would have repented long ago. But in the midst of all these miracles, you didn't repent. In the midst of all the things you saw, you refused to change. He said, It shall be more tolerable, but for Sodom and for Gomorrah than you, because you did not know the hour of your visitation. I'm here to tell somebody that your house is the next place Jesus wants to visit your house, your ministry, your church your school, your institution your land, your country your region is the next place Aya, we receive Jesus into the upper east region we receive Jesus into Bogatanga Jesus prophetically we see that it is the end time it is the days of the revival your revival winds are blowing throughout the world there is a revival in Accra there is a revival in Kumasi even so come Lord Jesus even so come Lord Jesus even so come Lord Jesus behold he comes in the clouds he is coming in the clouds He's coming in the clouds. Even so, come Lord Jesus. Even so, come Lord Jesus. We receive you in Bogatanga. I receive you in my house. I receive you in my heart. I receive you in the desert pastures. I receive you in the upper east region. We receive you in Ghana. We receive your revival. We receive your power. We receive your, your servants. We will not be among them that reject your servants and that reject your prophets and persecute your prophets but we receive your servants and we receive your teachers and your apostles and your evangelists we receive your prophets we receive your pastors we receive them that you send in the name of the Lord Jesus come on shout a yes and praise God give him praise receive the first sermon I heard in my life first sermon I did not hear two sermons. Pastor Sam, 
I didn't hear two sermons before I got converted. All my life, I had never heard the Christian message because I didn't go to church. I was in Presec, lower six, second term. Archbishop Duncan Williams came to preach. The message was hot, sharp. That one message, I gave my life to Christ. My life changed from that day. I didn't hear the gospel two times. You cannot hear a message two times, three times before you change. I pray in the name of Jesus. May one message turn you into an apostle. One message turns you into a prophet. I'm hearing some shout in the spirit, which is louder than the one I'm hearing in the building. Come on, scream it! Receive him! Look at us. When the anointing is coming, they say, receive the anointing. Say, I receive it. Power is coming. Receive power. I receive it. Finances, I receive it. What about Jesus? He came down and received him. There were people who were rejecting him. He said, I receive you. But you see, receiving him, you can deceive yourself. You have received him because he's not here. Because he's not here, you can say, I've received Jesus. But if he was here, you reject him. But how do I receive him if he's not here? You receive him two ways. In your heart, spiritually. But physically, he said, he that receiveth you that I'm sending, receiveth me, and he that rejects you, rejects me. That is why I'm careful about judging a preacher. You will never get me you listen, you will never get me. I don't reject their preaching. I don't reject their prophecy. I don't reject the way they walk. No. I don't reject the food they eat. For me, anything a preacher does, if I don't understand it, silence. But beyond the silence, I receive. Because you know, I'm careful that I may reject somebody. On whose life God has put his hand. But let me tell you the trick. Let me tell you the tricky thing. When you see a man or a woman God has called. With your natural instincts and mind. You are not likely to know. No. If I was alive in the days of the Bible. I would never join John the Baptist church. John the Baptist. A man who calls human beings snakes. Vipers. I won't join his church. Jesus Christ, I will never follow him. A man who gets up and says, he's a prophet, he's the son of God, and they ask, who is your father? He said, it was the Holy Ghost that conceived my mother. I will never go to his church. Elijah, who is going to join the church of a man who is calling fire from heaven? That's a magician. Are you telling me today, if a pastor prays and fire falls down from heaven, the whole of Ghana will say he's a false prophet. That is why we are seeing no miracles because any miracle God gives, we will judge the preacher and the miracle. So God said, you know what, these are a bunch of ecclesiastical jokers and comedians. Holy Ghost, don't show yourself to them because if you show yourself to them, they'll blaspheme. Can you imagine? Can, can you imagine? 
you see a man of God on social media and he's walking on water. Like Jesus and Peter were walking on water. Wouldn't they say that's magic shit? Can you imagine somebody went to a wedding and Fanta is finished and he said, fill the water pots with water. And they filled it and all the water turned into Fanta. Hey, after their magic, God forgive a backslidden, hard-hearted generation. A group of people that have exorcised God from the church and brought their man-made idols in the form of ideas and filled the church with them. And in the name of maturity, they have departed from the ways of God. And the present God is no more a present God. The future God is no more the future God. The eternal God is no more the eternal God. He has become a God of history. They talk about the God of Peter, the God of Paul. They talk about the God of James And they talk about the God of Moses And they talk about the God of Elijah But when you talk about a present day man And you talk about his God They say these are charlatans These are magicians These people are deceivers Don't listen to them But I see a revival coming And a brand new group of people And the ones that are children of God And they are refusing to shout I see stones And the stones shall Shout out the praise of God. Come on, scream. Hey. I receive you in this house. We receive your servants. We receive your preachers. We receive your children. The children others have rejected. The prostitutes who are getting converted. Drug addicts who are getting converted. Witches who are getting converted. And other pastors are rejecting them. We receive them in this house. Lord, Go to the byways and the highways. Let your angels go everywhere and gather them because anyone that receives them is receiving you and anyone that rejects them is rejecting you. I pray in the name of Jesus. May God give us somebody here today who has prophetic insight. Somebody that can see. Somebody that can see from afar. And what others are rejecting, you will receive. Come on, clap your hands and praise. He received. So Zacchaeus was prophetic because he could see. Number two, he ran. Number three, he climbed up into a height. Number four, he received Jesus. Number five, the people murmured at him. He was rejected. Listen, your surest sign that you are a prophet is rejection. Listen, if you have never been rejected before, you are not a prophet. If people don't talk evil about you, you are not a prophet. You are an entertainer and you are a compromiser. But because you know what? Prophets irritate people. They make people angry. They talk about the things people don't want to hear. They do the things people don't want to do. 
They say things people don't want to hear. They try to open their eyes to see things they don't want to see. Prophets try to orientate people in a direction they don't want to be orientated. They don't want anybody to turn their hearts from unrighteousness to God. Magadose, they still want the alcohol, they still want the marijuana, they still want the fornication, they still want the adultery, they still want the spirit of religion where they serve God in a man-made religion and they try to think that religion can take them to heaven and when you come out and say no religion cannot take you to heaven there is one God and one mediator between God and man and that one is Jesus when you come and declare that Jesus said I am the way, I am the truth I am the life, no man cometh unto the father by my they will get angry and they will persecute you darkness will always persecute light, the crooked will always persecute that which is straight, I pray in the name of Jesus, listen if you understood what persecution means, what insults mean, what hatred and attacks mean, you will take your money and go and buy some. I'm telling you, if you know the value of persecution, he said, blessed are you when they persecute you and say all manner of evil against you unjustly. For my sake, rejoice and be exceeding glad. For yours is the kingdom of heaven. Boy, if you knew the value of being insulted, castigated, abused, you would take your money and go to Malcolm and buy some. You go to Malcolm and you go to the theater and you say, I want to buy something. They say, what are you buying? You say, insults. I want to buy it. You will meet seven people. Give them money. 20 Ghana each. They say, what do you want her to do? Insult me. Turn to somebody and tell the person, insult me. Give a big clap of to Jesus. Insult me. Insult me. Uh, how many times do you see people insulting witches and wizards? And fetish priests? Have you ever heard people talking evil about fetish priests? No. Every day is pastors and prophets. Pastors and prophets. Pastors and prophets. False prophets. As if there are no false engineers. False pastors. As if there are no false doctors and quack doctors. But nobody talks about them because Satan is really not worried about them. But look at you. Look at the number of stories they have in your house. Look at you. Look at the things they say. You are even praying. They say you are a witch. Look at you. No man can marry you. Any man coming near you, they warn the man to run away. Persecution. But ladies and gentlemen, it is a sign that you are prophetic. It is a sign that you are prophetic. Now, watch this. Watch this. They were remembering at Jesus because he had gone to the house of Zacchaeus to eat and they said Zacchaeus is a sinner that means the memory actually is against Zacchaeus their problem was Zacchaeus this time why is Jesus eating in the, hand of, in the house of a sinner so they are telling Zacchaeus you are a sinner how many times do they call you a sinner Eh, you too, you think you are a Christian? We know you. 
We know the things you've been doing. We know you. They castigate you until you cannot be comfortable in church. But I see. Every insult, they've insulted you. May God turn it into glory. Every insult, every backbiting, every slandering, every blackmail, may God turn it into glory. The important thing is that they've rejected you, they've insulted you, they've persecuted you, but Jesus is in your house. Can I hear somebody shout like thunder and praise God and give him glory? My last point about Zacchaeus being a prophet. Verse number eight. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from anybody by false accusation, I restore fourfold. Zacchaeus stood. One thing about prophets is that they stand. Prophets stand. When everybody is sitting, a prophet will be standing. Zacchaeus stood. Half of my goods I give to the poor. I'm standing. Because you see, when principalities and powers appear on the land, everybody will be running away, compromising. It takes an Elijah to stand. Elijah the Tishbite. Look at a prophet. First Kings 17 verse 1. Elijah the Tishbite. And Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand. May you stand. In your family, stand. In your business, stand. On the land, stand. The whole of Bogatanga will be worshipping idols, stand. The whole of Bogatanga, Upper East, they'll be worshipping demons, stand. The whole of Ghana will backslide, stand. All pastors will be quiet, stand. Stand. Zacchaeus stood. He said, something must change. The poor must receive liberation. There must be restoration. And he said, Jesus, I am standing so that there will be a restoration. One thing about prophets is that they always stand for there to be a restoration. He stood. And here is Elijah saying, as the Lord liveth, the Lord before whom I stand, before whom I stand, the man is standing. He's not sitting there and crying. He's, he's standing. Stand. Stand. And that's because he's standing in an office. He's standing in a position. He's standing before God. He's standing by God. Look at Jeremiah chapter 15 and the verse number 1. Jeremiah 15 1. Then said the Lord unto me, Though Moses and Samuel stood before me, yet my mind could not be toward these people. God is saying, you know what? I respect Moses. I respect Samuel. And in the time when they were alive, 
If they stood in front of me and told me something, I would do what they wanted me to do. But he said, in this particular case, Jeremiah, even if Moses and Samuel were standing before me and telling me not to punish these people, I will not listen to Moses and Samuel. That means God is saying, prophetically, I listen to some people. Do you remember when he wanted to wipe out the people of Israel in the wilderness? Moses went to God. He said, God, you can't do that. And the Bible said, and the Lord repented him of the evil he wanted to do. Ladies and gentlemen, you may not give us credit, but it is because of the church some calamities have been avoided. Listen to me, people. Listen to me, people. Listen to me, people. Listen to me, people. Ghana sometimes forgets that the prayer they call nuisance is the reason why Ghana has been in peace all these years. Listen. Civil wars went around the whole of Africa. Circled around the whole of Africa. Anytime he comes to Ghana, he jumps over. Anytime he comes to because you know what? The prophets in Ghana pick up the thing and they are praying around the clock and all night prayer meetings are going on. You know what? We have saved this city not once and not twice and not three times and not four times and they forgot. The only thing they used to to reward us is punishment. You knew, do you know why Bogatanga is still intact? It's because you are here. You are the light. And a city set on the hill cannot be hidden. You are the light of the world and you are the salt of the earth. Listen, if you don't place value on you, place value on yourself. If they ignore you as if you don't exist, you tell yourself, I am the light of the world and I am the salt of the earth and you cannot bring me to the place where I will disbelieve what God uses me to do. Without these preachers, where will Ghana be? Without these churches, where will Ghana be? Without these believers who you call hypocrites and you call them liars and you call them charlatans and you call them brainwashed people. Without the brainwashed people, where will the ministry of health be? Ministry of education, where will it be? These are the same people you persecute and they are the same people that are walking about on the land. You are calling them madmen, but their prayer is what is bringing blessing to the land. Their prayer is what is bringing grace to the land. And I pray in the name of Jesus, don't let anybody stop you from praying. Don't let anybody stop you from worshiping. Don't let anybody stop you from shouting. I hear somebody scream like none can stop you.